It is now 12 minutes before 9 Central African time. This is Under the Radar here on Radio Islam International. Uh, we talk Nigeria and the outcome of the Nigerian elections at the moment and uh, opposition parties in Nigeria's fiercely contested polls are saying that they will attempt to do what many have described as the impossible, getting a court to overturn the outcome of a presidential election in Africa's most populous nation. Peter Obi and Atiku Abubakar, the second and third place candidates in the tightest presidential election since the end of military rule in 1999, are heading to court to challenge the result that saw Bola Tinubu of the ruling party declared the winner with 37% of the vote. Uh, we are now joined on the line by Dr. Ismail Fasanya, who is a senior lecturer at uh, the School of Economics and Finance at the University of the Vatvatisrand here in Johannesburg for his thoughts uh, on the poll uh, as a, an individual who hails from Nigeria itself uh, and uh, obviously has been monitoring developments in his home country with keenness. Dr. Ismail, I thank you so much for your time. Assalamu alaikum and welcome. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Thank you for having me. Uh, an absolute pleasure speaking to you this evening and shukran for making uh, time to speak to us. Uh, give me an indication from your side and perhaps uh, uh, a kind of sampling of Nigerians that you are in contact with uh, daily. Is this an election, uh, the, the actual election process as well as the outcome of the election that is being very keenly followed and there's a lot of trust and interest in the election process? Yeah, um, well, thank you very much. Uh, the election, the presidential election, because another one is coming next week, but the presidential election we had last week has come and gone. Of course, we have some other political parties trying to contest the results of the elections. Uh, the election which was actually guided by INEC, that is the International the Nigerian Electoral Body. Uh, it was contested by 18 different political parties. You know, Nigerians uh, run a multi-party uh, multi system. Of course, out of these 18 political parties, we have four major political parties. Four major political parties where we have uh, Bola Ahmed Tinumbu of the uh, APC. We have Peter Obi of the LP, the Labour Party. We have Atiku Abubakar from the PDP. And uh, we also have uh, uh, Rabi Kwankwaso of the NNPP. And some other ones. Those are the four key major political uh, uh, candidates from these four different political parties. Uh, of course, in this election, uh, this election we had last week is quite different from the previous one we had since 1999, the Fourth Republic. Why is it so, so special? It's, it was so special because of the introduction of the BVAS, the BVAS system that was introduced by INEC, the Biomodal Voter Accreditation System, BVAS. And this BVAS, what it does is for accreditation, such that the only ghost a voter, they won't be overvoting. These are things we've experienced over the years, since 1999. Our electoral system has been faced with so many of these issues where you have people thumbprinting, and they won't be there. 
But there's actually no way where you can prove them wrong that they were not there. But because in this election, they introduced the beavers. And these beavers, you have to accredit, you have to thumbprint, you have to do a face scan to be able to show that you are the original owner of the voter's card you are holding. Fantastic idea by INEC. It was a great development. And uh, the, the Nigerian community, the Nigerians, we all uh, appreciated what INEC uh, introduced in, the, in this uh, election. Of course, the election was keenly contested. Yeah, it was keenly contested uh, with a lot of tribal, ethnic, religious undertone. Religious undertone, which has never happened in the history. It has happened maybe in the, in the Second Republic, but in the First Republic, we have never experienced it. A lot of religious undertone. But um, like I said, the election, it was, uh, it was seriously monitored, but there was a major setback from INEC. INEC was supposed to be uploading the results in the IRF. There's one called IRF. The IRF work with the, be with the beavers. The beavers is for the accreditation. The IRF is after voting such that you are going to upload the results on the INEX portal to prevent uh, altering or any confusion that is happening this time around. Why that is the more reason why Atiku Abubakar and Obi is trying to contest the results. That what INEC promised, INEC did not actually fulfill the promise of uploading uh, the results. And as we have it, with uh, the various form of setbacks we have, uh, the candidates uh, and uh, the election that was uh, contested among these candidates, we, we, we knew, of course, that there will be issues after the election. You can even if it's where Obi that won the election, it will be contested. The same thing I think which will be it will be contested. But I can categorically tell you, because I listened to one of the presidential candidates in person of um, of one of the is a social democratic party that was invited by one of uh, these um, radio stations. And uh, the man said, every one of them cheated. He happened to be a candidate. He said every one of them cheated that he has, congrat he has congratulated the, the, the winner and he had no reason whatsoever. If you feel that you have been cheated, go to the court of law and challenge it. But this guy, this guy was telling us on air that every one of these political candidates, be it Bola Ahmed Tinumbu, be it Peter Obi, be it Atiku Abubakar, that every one of them cheated. I'm quoting the guy who happened to be a candidate of the Social Democratic Party. He said he saw them when some of them was distributing dollar, when some of them was distributing guitar card, some of them was distributing Nera. He said none of them can claim to be a saint in this election. And this election has come and gone. Paula Ahmed Tinubu, Paula Ahmed Tinubu has won with a margin of close to 2 million, almost 2 million votes. Uh, and Atiku Abaka came second. And Peter Obi came toward. But there are a lot of issues that may actually arise after this election, political and ethnic issues. 
Indeed, I want to unpack uh, some of those. But, but if I look at the, uh, you, you've gave the, the 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 margin of votes that separate the candidates, Dr. Ismail. But uh, the, the the percentages uh, don't seem to be that far apart. Uh, and with uh, the uh, governorship and state parliament elections coming up. Uh, very shortly. Um, we put all of this together. Um, we know sometimes when, uh, you know, the, the, the margins separating candidates are not that large, uh, this uh, potentially can lead to a new phase in a, de- in a democracy and also can lead to somewhat uh, of, uh, you know, instability. Uh, is, is this uh, something that you would project going forward because of the nature of these results and the higher level of contestation this time around? No, I, I actually don't see that happening. Okay, let's look at why do we have this uh, number of votes, relatively small, to the previous vote, number one. Because I heard a lot of commentators uh, bringing out different scenarios, but to me, being a mathematician or an economist, I can tell you that one of the reasons why we had voter apathy, because people did not come out. Why? Because of some months to the election, the president, the new pre- the, the president that is presently on seat, introduced a policy, a policy that did not all go well with the citizen. He introduced currency redesignation. He tried to redesign the currency. And this has caused a lot of economic hardship to the people. And this is, as an economist, is a political economic a- a- argument. Why will you introduce a policy some months to the election? And you claim you are trying you introduce this policy because of vote buying. And vote buying, and we are at the end of the day, the citizens were actually at the receiving end of this your new policy. This is one of the reasons why people did not come out. So, was that there were issues surrounding uh, the Bola Ahmed Tinubu candidature, the Muslim Muslim tickets. You know, Bola Ahmed Tinubu has never lost Lagos. Lagos has been the stronghold of APC. Since 1999, when we have Action Alliance for Democracy, that was the the formal party to AC, to ACN, and now to this new APC, he has never lost that state. But in this present election, he lost it by a margin of 10,000 to Peter Obi, which has never happened before. What happened was because people did not come out. The economic policy, people were actually scrounging at the government. Now, let me tell you something. The, uh, in terms of the number of uh, the voters' registration, it was around 94 million, if I'm not mistaken. That, that has been the highest since the Fourth Republic in 1999. Now, in terms of the voters' accreditation, people that came out to vote, around 25 million. And this happened to be the lowest in the history of the country. Why? Part of this reason I've just mentioned. Two was the issue of religious, the religious issue, the Muslim, the Muslim ticket, and which caused a lot of uh, religious fracas between the southern Muslims. Don't forget Abola Ahmed Inubu is from the south. And he chose a northern candidate because he's a political, he's a political mathematician. Because he knew if he had chosen a, southern, a northern Christian, 
he wouldn't have won the election. There is no way he would have won the election by choosing a Christian from the north. It's not possible. Every one of us knows this, that there is no way Christian candidates will give you a vote because the northern part of Nigeria is, do, is dominated by the Muslims. And if you are picking a Christian from the, from, from the north, just forget the fact that you have lost the election. It is dead on arrival. You can't win the election. But because the Christians, they felt marginalized that why would you be a Muslim and pick another Muslim? And he told them, he said, this is not about religion. This is about picking a candidate that will make me win this election. But don't forget, the South is uh, like 50-50 Muslims and Christians, and they decided to vote against Bola Metinumbu. But those Muslims that um, were like indifferent to vote for Bola Metinumbu or not to vote, did not come out to vote. And I'm telling you, in next week's governorship election, we are going to see a major change in what happened in last week's presidential election to, uh, to the governorship election. You will see a total change. Just notice, note what I'm saying now. Because there are a lot of things on the, on the underground. That, okay, in the next week election, is Paul Ahmed Tinubu going to lose Lagos for Labour Party or for PDP? And there, there, there is a lot of voters' education trying to, con trying to convince the, the, the public and trying to convince the Muslims, okay, come out and vote. We can't lose this state to another party. It has never happened before. And I'm telling you, this voters' apathy, this number of votes that we experienced in last week's election will be significantly different from what you are going to have in next week's election because there are a lot of things are uh, attached to next week's election. Uh, Dr. Ismail, in terms of these religious undertones which you, you've spoken about, but just to pry a bit deeper, uh, you know, is it just uh, voting based on sentiments and voting based on, uh, you know, a kind of uh, affinity to a Christian or a Muslim candidate? Uh, or, uh, you know, the, this goes down to policy issues and very specific tenets of faith that are impacted by uh, the, 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 the victor uh, in an election. Yeah, thank you very much. And uh, one would have thought that the voting pattern would have uh, followed policy issues. Of course, if, uh, to, be, if, if to stay unbiased, uh, looking at the antecedents of these three major candidates, Bola Ahmed stood out among them because Bola Ahmed met Lagos when Lagos was nothing. He met Lagos when the IGR, the internally generated revenue of Lagos, was around 5 million to 6 million. And he wrote, the IGR, he left it around 8 billion naira. But what he has done up till now, the IGR is around 60 billion naira. Of course, people were claiming that Peter Obi done so well for Anambra. If you have done so well for Anambra, we should be seeing what you have done in Anambra now. And you have not forgotten the fact that Atiku Abubakar was the vice president uh, to Obasanjo, uh, General, the president, the first president of the Fourth Republic, um, Olusegun Obasanjo, who was the vice president. And uh, Olusegun Obasanjo and uh, Atiku happened to be uh, at loggerheads. That is not new to an average Nigerian that Olusegun Obasanjo has been calling Atiku to be a thief. 
I'm sorry for using that word, and uh, that he's not fit enough to be uh, the president of Nigeria. Of course, if you look at policy issues, now let me shock you. I was opportune to listen to what their last conversation with the Nigerian Economic Summit Group. And each of these candidates uh, was invited by the summit group. Okay, you want to contest for the position, the APS position, the, pres the president of this, uh, the, uh, the largest black nation in on earth. We need to know your program. My brother, let me tell you, without being biased, in fact, Bola Ahmed Sinumbu stood out, exceptionally stood out. And I was, uh, I was on a platform, social media platform with some of Peter Obi's uh, uh, fans, when some of them were coming out to say that, forget it. This guy is totally different from Peter Obi and Atiku, but we are not going to vote for him. That is to tell you they know that in terms of policy dynamics, this guy stood out better than Atiku and uh, uh, Peter Obi. Now, it was not difficult for us as Muslims to know that the Christendom, the Christian faith, wanted Peter Obi to win. Because if you check the dailies, the TV stations, the radio stations, you will see pastors going to the pulpit saying that they must vote against Muslim Muslim tickets. They are not even hiding it. They were not hiding it. They were not hiding it. In fact, some of them were showing um, a kind of um, a voter's card, a demo voter's card, trying to tell them this is how you vote, and this is where you put your finger. You put your finger in Labour Party. You are voting for this Labour Party. All of them. Every one of them. Now, this fight, it, was now, it now ended up between the fight between the Muslims and the Christians. And don't forget that in this last election, among these four of them, we have three major uh, candidates that are Muslims. Bola Ahmed Chinumbu, Rabi Ukankaso, and Atiku Abubakar. Which means the northern part of Nigeria that is dominated by the Muslims, we expect these candidates to distribute this, uh, these votes. And Peter Obi being a Christian, and he has been able to follow, he has been able to vote on the gullibility of the youth and the Christian faith. That was why he was able to get most of this faith. And this Christian community, they showed it to the Muslim community that we were voting for Peter Obi. And that was what led to the North. The North said, okay, you want to go to the pattern of faith? We will tell you that we are more than you in terms of population. Even in the South, in the South, people were saying it's 50-50. But I can tell you, the Muslims are actually more than them. It can be around 55 to 45 or 51 to 49. But the Muslims are actually more than them. But the Muslims are, are this set of people in the South that, are, uh, if, if I can use this word, they are a kind of being primitive when it comes to election. In fact, we have some group, we have some Muslim groups in the South. And I, I don't know I don't know if you if you guys have been able to hear about them in, in, in South Africa. The Salafia. The Salafia, they will be coming out to say that voting is Aram. That voting is Aram. It took some of the ulama to correct this impression that voting is allowed in Islam. You can vote. And this affected the votes of Bola Ahmed Tinubu, 
coupled with the fact that some of these Muslims were not properly educated, that, come on, in terms of policy issues, Bola Ahmed Tinumu uh, actually stands out compared to these guys. In terms of contribution to national development, it stands out. And in terms of um, the religion, as a Muslim, you should consider your brother before you consider uh, the Muslim faith. But the Christian community showed it to the Muslim world that they were actually going to vote for Bola Ahmed Tinubu. And it is a major concern. It is a major concern because when you use tribalism and religion, it's because a major problem. Like I wrote in, my, I wrote in one of my pieces last week, or uh, some days ago, I said this presidential election, whether, they, are, whether they, they should go to the court and contest it. That is their problem. That is their right. They have the right to do so. But Bola Ahmed Zinubu has a major task ahead. And what is this major task? It's about ethnic, ethnicity, that is tribalism, and religion. And, uh, and religion. Because these two things, they are artificial problems that is being created by selfish leaders for their own personal interests. And I can tell you point black, what happened in this election has never happened since our fourth republic. We have never voted in line according to tribal and, and religion basis. Look at Peter Obi. If you have your time, go and check the, vote, the voting pattern of Peter Obi. Peter Obi had the highest vote in Southeast. That is where he is from. Peter Obi had almost 95% of votes in the whole Southeast. Whereby Bola Ahmed Tinubu had around 2%, and Atiko had around 2%, and Kwanghaso maybe 1%. What, what exactly is Peter Obi saying? It means that this is a tribal vote. Whereby in the, in this, in this, in the Southwest, where Bola, Ahmed, where Bola Ahmed Tinubu is from, the vote, of course, Bola Ahmed Tinubu had around 50 something, around 55 or 58 votes. But you can see that this vote is not following a particular uh, tribe that we are voting for our own. Even if we go to the north, similar pattern. But this mm -hmm. election is actually a setback since uh, we've had the election in the Fourth Republic. And it was very obvious that uh, the Christian community actually uh, misplaced their priority in using the pulpit to preach uh, for a particular candidate. Very, very interesting, Doctor. I don't have too much time, but I just want to ask you uh, two quick questions, if you'd permit. Uh, the, the first one uh, being about the effect, uh, or, or now the new administration uh, is, is going to be dealing with a number of uh, crises uh, re regarding the economy, and another one being uh, instability or insecurity in the crisis. I understand that there's a kind of kidnapping for ransom crisis that has been happening in the country. If you can tell us about that and what, what would be the priorities of the government to be able to remedy these problems? Yeah, uh, like I told you, Bola Ahmed Tinubu is not new. It's not new in uh, trying to provide solution to national development. He's not a new person to it. He has done it before in Lagos. And Lagos is not being called, is not being called uh, the center of excellence for calling sake. It's because Lagos has been able to do wonders in national development. And it's because Bola Ahmed Sinumbu uh, has that sagacity, has that uh, ability to bring about change. Now, even as we are speaking, 
he has a, he's trying to uh, instill a kind of a committee, a committee for this national development. And what exactly is he trying to do? Of course, we, are, we know we have a lot of issues. But I can tell you in terms of who we think can deliver, who we think can bring the country back from where the country is. We, we of course, like in Nigeria, I'm, very, I'm hopeful and I'm sure that Bola Ahmed Tinubu is not going to disappoint us. Now, you mentioned, you mentioned the economy. Let me quickly tell you something from what I've been hearing that is yet to be sworn in. The election is less than a week. Of course, it's, it's, a, it's, a, week, it's a week today, uh, yesterday. He has started uh, trying to find solutions to the Nigerian problem. One on the issue of the economy. He has engaged some people that I know, like the former CBA, the Central Bank of Nigeria, uh, governor, that uh, the, the, EMEA, the former Emir of Kano, Samusi Lamino Lamusi, and a professor, Pat Utomi. And let me, sh let me shock you again. Pat Utomi is not from the APC's, uh, uh, APC's team. Pat Utomi is from, uh, is from Labour Party. He's from Peter Obi, Peter Obi's party. And because of his way of trying to bring everybody on board, he has, he has showed his own interest. Okay, Pat Utomi, let's build this economy together. And he has promised us a lot of things. In terms of education, he said he's going to do it. He's going to introduce student loan. And he said nothing is going to stop him in introducing student loan. And he said he's going to introduce 25% of our national budget that was going to go to education. And he said nobody is going to stop him in doing this. And also, he has promised 11% of the national budget to be spent on health. And more importantly, he said he's going to scrap subsidy. He's going to remove subsidy. And, of course, I don't know how he's going to achieve this. He said and our economic growth will go at 10% to 15%. To me, as an economist, I believe this is uh, unachievable, this period. But at least, if you, can, if, if you can see signs of development, signs of growth within these four years, which I believe is not going to be difficult for Ashwajibola Ahmed Sinobu. And what I used to tell Nigerians, we have chosen a leader. We don't have to cause them. If we cause them, we are going to take from whatever, we are going to reap from whatever happens to Nigeria. What they need from us is our prayer. Let's pray for them. And I sure, I'm very sure, inshallah, because of Allah, Allah will never defeat him. Allah has put him there. He has been planning for 30 years. Allah, Allah has put him there. And inshallah, because of Allah, Allah will make it a reality. Allah will make Ashwa Jubala Hamed Tinumbu uh, the renewed hope agenda he has brought in Nigeria will ensure that it comes to reality. And I'm very sure he's not going to disappoint Nigeria. The only thing I pray for him is to allow to give him good health and long life. And Allah should uh, make Nigeria a great country that Nigeria is supposed to be. And very, very briefly, just uh, a minute or two, uh, Dr. Ismail, I wanted to ask you about, you are obviously from Nigeria, but based in South Africa currently. Uh, from a South African perspective, uh, comparisons, differences between uh, the South African, South African challenges and Nigerian challenges, uh, what, what lessons or what, what, what should interest uh, a South African uh, uh, in the Nigerian elections? Yeah, there, there, are, there are a lot of things uh, the South African 
our economy can, our South African government can take away from the Nigerian elections. Of course, we can't take it, we can't take away the fact that we have to understand our peculiar nature and characteristics. Okay, but nevertheless, there are so many things the South African government can take away from the Nigerian election. Of course, I am not, uh, I'm new in South Africa, but I don't know how the election system is. But the verification system, if they have it, all well and good. If they have this electronic verification system, it's fantastic. And uh, they should try to ensure that the security is, is top-notch. That is one thing I think the South African system can take away from this election. They should ensure there's adequate security for the citizens. Because this is Africa. A lot of things happen in Africa. We can't take away that fact. Because when people are voting, there are some issues of... Uh, uh, election, uh, what is it called, infighting, illegalism, and a lot of uh, disruption in election. But the security measures should be picked up to protect the interests of the citizens. And uh, one thing, another thing they can take from the Nigerian election is that the Biva system, the bimodal system, has significantly reduced vote buying. Significantly. It has never happened in the history of Nigeria. Significantly reduced vote buying in, uh, in, in uh, the Nigerian electoral system, which is a plus, and which I think not only South Africa, other African countries can actually uh, learn from what happened in Nigeria. And lastly, the electoral body of South Africa should be able to promise what they can do. What you cannot do, don't promise it. Thank you. Indeed, uh, value, valuable insights and uh, a passionate uh, view there of uh, Nigerian politics as well as the elections. I thank you so much, Dr. Ismail Fasani, a senior lecturer, School of Economics and Finance at the University of Advanced for your time this evening. Shukran. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. Jazakumullah khairan.